after I've been at, at, at your place, I noticed that, that you like drinking water with lemon. I drink a lot of water, which is water. And I, I walk around at home with this sort of closed style metal mug just because, you know, I won't spill it accidentally. And a mistake I did was to experiment and just throw in uh, slices of lemon in this mug. And the problem is that the lemon has penetrated the metal structure of the mug such that after throwing it away, it took like two weeks to get the aftertaste, the, the, not, not the nice taste of lemon, the, the bad aftertaste of mm-hmm. washed down lemon out of the mug. I, I, I tried, you know, just overflowing it with, uh, with boiling water, putting it in, in, a, in a dishwasher. It still took two weeks. Yes, that's why uh, you only use it with plastic mugs, uh, plastic Contigo mugs. Uh, yeah. This is what you use, the lemon water. You don't put the lemon water in the metal ones, no. <laughs> now I know. Now you know. <laughs> You've learned it the hard way. <laughs> yes, and, and if it makes to, to the pre-show, the others know as well. Hello, I'm Radek. I'm Michael. And this is the podcast a sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. To discuss books read I want to share with you, as well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day working on our app, Nosby. Where else comes to mind? So let's just continue our discussion from last week. Last week we talked about iOS apps, note-taking apps, um, you know, document scanning apps, how, what, which app you use for, for which thing. And there's a lot of apps that I find very useful when traveling. And I wanted to discuss that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, um, let's dive right in. All right, um, so there are some obvious apps that everybody uses and some that, that people might already be thinking of. But um, I want to start with, with a, a few apps that I don't think I've mentioned before on the show. Maybe while during the discussion about um, one of my previous trips, but one app that um, I found last year, which is awesome when you're traveling um, with with your friends, uh, and not just for that, but 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 per- particularly for that, is an app called Splitwise. Splitwise. Yeah. So Splitwise is an app that helps you calculate who owes whom what and how much uh, yeah i know i know this is this idea that uh when you just when you're going out like for example somebody's paying and somebody's paying for something some other thing and you just mm-hmm. put all these expenses in one place and then at the end of you know the travel you know who owns or, or like during the travel already you just know what's the status right like who owns uh yeah whom stuff. yeah 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 okay it's cool yeah so uh, last year, I was on a week-long trip with um, with three friends to to Amsterdam. Okay, so we were uh, going um, from Poland through Germany. It was a road trip uh, to Netherlands, and so there, there was the four of us, and we pretty much split everything equally. But um, there was a lot of little expenses, right? We uh, we paid for gas. We we paid for um, the uh, 
the amusement park in in Germany. We paid for for our um, camping place. We we paid for groceries. There was a lot of different stuff, and it was in in two different currencies. Uh, it was in in Polish złoty, and it was in in euro, right? And at different times, um, someone else paid. Uh, like there was something I paid for online. Sometimes just someone was in the store or someone just had the cash or someone was paying with, with their card. And keeping track of all of that would be very difficult. There was like probably like 40 or 50 small and larger transactions, most just tiny transactions, but a lot of just little things bought and whatnot throughout the week, like a lot of little transactions. Keeping track of all of it or splitting after each time someone buys groceries or um, pays for gas to to make it roughly even would just be ridiculously hard and no one would do it, right? Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. And with Splitwise, it's just so, so, so easy. So you make a group, you invite people. Splitwise is on iOS and on Android, so that's not a, um, you know, a limitation. And every time you pay, you just hit the big plus, you type a word to describe it, you punch in the, the number, it will remember the last currency, but you can put in whatever currency you you need the, the payment. It will try to categorize automatically what it is, but you don't have to bother. And then uh, normally, it just will, uh, when you punch in like 10 euro, it will be like, okay, so you paid 10 euro and you want to split equally, but you want to, but you can change it super quick, super easily. So there's a situation like, you know, he paid 10 euro in cash and uh, I just paid uh, 150 in in, um, in coins because I just had coins on me, right? So I'll, I'll just put, okay, this one, this, and this one paid this one, uh, you know, this much. And you can super quickly change split equally to whatever you want. You can you can change it to he pays this uh, this much, she pays this much, or we split, you know, 50, 25, 20, like you can do whatever you want and it's super quick. And at the end, like you just you just get a total, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you punching in uh, a, a a bill, a cost is super quick, and at the end you just you just have uh, this person owes this person this much. And and that's it. And when you're doing it in a, in a group, so more than two people, it will automatically simplify the transactions. So you can have a situation like, you know, you owe Bob $10 and Bob owes Jack $10 and it will just simplify it to you owe Jack $10. Like it, it will simplify all of the math for you. And if you have uh, international travel and you have a few different currencies, it will just keep track of you know, in different currencies, who owes whom, how much. Uh, I also used it with with another friend on a trip to Panama, where we had payments in 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 złoty, in euro, and in dollars. And again, like it just it's super useful when you're traveling with with friends, or you can use it also like if you have a um, a group of friends with whom you often like um, you know go out for dinner or whatever. You can just have a a shared sort of running group uh, where all of the the who owes whom what um, is is tracked super useful yeah I um before this kind of arrangement I remember when I was traveling with people uh, very often what, what we would do is we would become uh, 
kind of married in the in, during the travel. So we would mm-hmm. both like or you know put some kind of you know money into this thing, and we would have common money, you know, until mm-hmm. we would spend the money. Like so, for example, we would both like put hundred bucks, so we would have two hundred bucks budget, you know, and we would be, be spending money. And then in the end of the hundred bucks, two hundred bucks are gone. We put new money in the budget, but it was really annoying. So, uh, so this is completely better. Of course, in my case, when I travel with my wife, it's not a big issue because we have just the same money, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> right, right, right. No, but uh, honestly, that's that's still a, a much better solution than trying and failing. Uh, you know, inevitably failing to to keep track of of um, everybody's. Um, owing money to everybody else you know having like a, a common pool I, I never thought of that before to be honest uh but just using technology is, is even better oh yes definitely but but i remember like a few times I, I i when i was traveling with somebody we would do the common pool and it was funny because uh, um like you know we, we like in many cases like, we were just buddies like for example yeah yeah and and then they would like yeah you have common money hmm. <laughs> yeah but <laughs> it was just more practical <laughs> this way <laughs> Yeah, but but then you end up uh, like paying for everything in, in in cash and yeah, that's true. And now you you don't and and then you you don't know where you spend all that money because inevitably after like international travel you're like we spent what exactly that's <laughs> and that's when correct. as much as possible you pay for everything with uh, with your credit card then you know right and if if you're traveling with somebody and putting everything in splitwise then there. That is the the source of of the truth. Exactly. No, it's very very cool. No, that's a, that's, yeah. That, there's nothing like you know. It's really really good. Right. All right. Next one. Number two is Revolut. Yes. So um, Revolut is an app and a quasi bank, I guess. And and the idea is that um, it's it's sort of it's sort of a um, a layer above traditional banks and you can pay for stuff, manage everything, not through some, you know, crappy old website, but you just have a um, a powerful, really nice, clean uh, iOS app, probably on Android too, I'm not sure, sorry. Um, and you can, and, 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 and the selling point with, with Revolut is that you have a, a, a debit card which works with like 26 currencies or, or something and you you can have like sort of account like sort of um, balances there in however many currencies you want but you can just have one you can have dollars for example and when you are say in Poland and try to pay in Polish water then it will you know take from your dollars um account, but not by the criminally um, horrific uh, exchange rate that either the, the credit card or your normal bank would, would charge for like changing currencies, but at a near perfect exchange rate. Like, like the, the, the exchange rates in, in Revolut, which just work automatically by using one credit card, um, are better than in 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 like online uh, currency exchanges generally, uh, so so they're great. So you you can like just for free just sign up and have it and add money to it through your normal credit cre- uh, credit card or transfer or whatever you want, and then you can make a virtual card that you can use to pay for stuff online in whatever currency you know in native currency and not by using 
other people's bad currency exchanges. And you can order for like small fee, a physical card, uh, which is just a normal card, but it has the magic powers of just using perfect currency exchanges for almost any currency you're going to encounter in, uh, during travels. Yeah, I, I saw you using the Revolut and I think it's it's really great. Um, I, I like the fact that you don't have to think about the currency exchange anymore because it's a very good exchange rate. In my case, for example, when I travel, I have different card for pounds, different card for euros, different card for uh, for Zwolte, and different card for US, US dollars because I have different bank accounts for these uh, currencies. Yeah. Uh but in my case, it's because at Nosby, we have different customers from different countries. So I actually get to have money in these currencies. So I don't have to mind the exchange rate. So if you know Brits pay me in pounds, I get the pounds. Um, and then later I can you know put this into my private bank, uh, pounds bank account um, uh, when I pay this to myself. And the same goes with US dollars and, 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 and or euro and, and uh, Polish Zwolte. Uh, but no normal people <laughs> don't charge in many different currencies. They charge in one. For example, they get the salary in one currency. So for them, Revolut is perfect. Yeah, really the only reason not to go with that route is that it is if you spend so much money in foreign currencies that it makes sense for you to sort of try to manage it and like buy currency when it's cheap because it might be a near perfect exchange rate, but it's the current exchange rate, right? Exactly. Uh, but for most people in most circumstances, it's just... You know, people wouldn't bother with it anyway. And so this way you get a super simple, super cheap solution. And so, yeah, I, I would highly recommend it. I mean, the alternative normally, usually for people is that they go with their own credit card and they travel and then they, you know, they, they spend in this uh, different currency and then the banks rip them off. So this is yeah. already so much better. Or again, you pay in cash and then like, I don't know, like the, the, there's this whole meme, especially in, in, in American culture that, you know, um, a card, you know, well, credit cards in particular are, are evil because you are prone to spend whatever because you don't feel the physicality of money. Um, my experience is completely the opposite. When I spend cash, I'm later just shocked how little money I have left because I have no idea where I spend it. When I use a... Well, debit card, not credit card, but that's you know mostly an Americanism to, to use credit cards, whatever. Um, when when I pay like that, you see what you spend there. So, you know, I, I think a lot of people in um, especially older generation during travels would just get enough cash, but that's bad too. Uh, like if you can, it's it's better to, to pay with debit card because then you know where you spend that money. Exactly. I I hardly ever you know, have cash on me. I have cash on me for special circumstances, not for really spending it. So Exactly. Uh, one point on my packing checklist actually is that underneath my iPhone case, there's a, a, a large Zwote bill. Uh, and, and that's for emergencies. Like this means I always have cash on me, like enough cash to like, I don't know, uh, get me back home or whatever in during emergencies. But it's it's like it's just there. It's this one note underneath my between my phone and and its case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. N next one. 
Next one uh, is CanBot. Again, if um, if you're traveling alone, so you don't don't use Splitwise, and uh, you are going to pay for something in in cash or have some sort of bills that might be useful for you to um, to get reimbursed or or for accounting purposes or whatever. Again, don't keep the paper, don't drag it along across the world with you. Just scan it with your phone sync it to iCloud, be done with it. So we mentioned ScanBot many times before, just use ScanBot. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna uh, jump a little bit uh, mm-hmm. to different apps uh, and to different travel uh, thing and to a different standard. Like last episode, we talked about iOS iCloud and how the iCloud sync is so nice and it's, so, it's a standard now. So we know that we have things, you know, the, the documents in the same way and whatever. What I came to really like is the Apple Wallet. So the way to save uh, uh, lots of documents and lots of confirmation, travel confirmation. Um, And especially uh, when I use other travel apps. So for example, I use Booking.com and I use Booking Mm -hmm. app on my iPhone to book hotels. And after I book hotels, uh, a hotel, I always export it to um, Apple Wallet. This way, I have the the um, uh, you know the this thing in the wallet, and because uh, with my wife we use um, uh, the same iCloud account uh, as our mother account, uh, and this will warrant a completely new episode um, uh, of this show. Uh, but but suffice to say that automatically my wife also gets the same thing in her wallet. So uh, she, ah. if she, so she gets the same confirmation. So she knows exactly we, ha- we have it and she can enter the hotel. For example, if I, for example, have to be, you know, I don't know, managing something, she goes to the hotel, she shows the thing and it's done. So the same goes with Ryanair. For example, we use Ryanair app to travel because Ryanair is the world's, uh, is the Europe's best airline. Um, <laughs> it, and and you're you're almost not saying it uh, ironically. I don't have any other choice. I mean, this is the this is the, this is the airline that really gets me home, and it gets me to many places. So I use Ryanair app a lot, and it's been very well improved. I have to say that um, in, on iOS, they really uh, pu- you can see that they put some engineers on this. That this is not like you know a, a half-assed version of an app because everybody has an app. They are really working on this, and this is really cool. And again, every time I buy something and I can already pay with Apple Pay directly in the app and then I put stuff into wallet right away as well as well so when I when I check in and and um and the best part and this is the best trick uh whenever I uh if I travel alone I have my boarding pass not only on my in my wallet but automatically it's being transferred to my watch as well so uh yeah I... but on, on some of the airports like at the gates or something they have the scanner such that there's a slot and so you couldn't possibly fit your arm there that's true only that's true works with a phone or paper but not with with a watch Exactly, that's true. Uh, but but in, uh, when they can they, and they see my watch, they 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 still freak out because they, they it's not <laughs> common for people really to have the confirmation of the uh, of the, I mean the boarding pass on the watch. So um so this is really this is really nice. Um so uh, the Ryanair app, as I mentioned, it's a great app for also finding the flights, and. I checked, you know, because there were some rumors that if you buy in an app, it's going to be more expensive because it's just, you know, like impulse buy or whatever. I checked and I tried to, you know, to to to, to see if I can get a better price on the web, uh, incognito mode, and you know, with different, you know, different ways. And mm-hmm. no, it's they're they're not playing the game anymore. So it's really the same price. So it's um it, it works very well. The same with Airbnb app, also. Yeah. 
Airbnb app also has a very nice, like, okay, Airbnb app has a very crappy app, like really crappy app. I mean, to find a house on Airbnb, you have to be patient. And on the iPad, it just works really bad. The good thing, again, is that it has a chat inside the app with the host of the thing, uh, of yeah. the house. And also you can add it to your wallet right from the app, which is nice. The app as such, Airbnb team, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you don't, but if you are, really get your act together. This is really, like, scrolling in, on this app is just, and I have an iPad Pro. It should be freaking fast. It's really bad. So the Airbnb app, really bad. But I use Airbnb, um, especially when you travel with kids. Airbnb is so much better than getting a hotel because you get an apartment and the kids need space. And, uh, you know, getting this kind of, you know, suite in a hotel would cost me just so much money that I would <laughs> not travel with the kids. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, Airbnb, uh, um, yeah, it's, a, it's a, another thing that I do. Well, if, 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 me, if you allow me some controversy, I actually don't mind Runner that much. Like, it's, it's like the sort of thing that you, you pay very little money and you don't expect, you know, very high quality. You know, it's not the same as in like more expensive airlines. But the the thing that I like about it is that it's simple and, and it works. Well, un- unless it doesn't, then then you're you're screwed, obviously. But un- unless you're screwed, like uh, part of the the reason why why they're so cheap is that they have optimized, you know, everything. And in my experience, they're almost always on time on like many of the. Uh, you know, expensive, serious airlines. And it's like, I know exactly what to expect and it's the same every time. Unlike some of the other uh, Euro- European uh, cheap airlines like Wizzair, which is horrible because you can't even uh, get, you know, regular sized um, carry-on, Runner just works. It's not great, but it works. No, it's, I completely agree. I mean, really, this, this is my favorite airline. I mean, really, they they not only because it gets me home and it, uh, and I, I can travel with that from from any airport that I that that, that it's actually interesting for me. Um, as you said, they optimize it very well, so you you know exactly what you're expecting for what mm-hmm. you're paying. So and with as, as you mentioned, with other airlines, um, I mentioned here also a uh, lot airlines, uh, welling oh, airlines. Oh, the worst. Yeah. So there are many airlines. And and you never know exactly. I mean, does it work like that or like that? I mean, I mean, I mean, do I get to put my carry on here, or, or or will they take 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 it away from me right now? Or yeah. or you know, it like always all depends. These, it always depends. And on, on Ryanair, for example, you get if you get priority, which costs five euro, you know that you can get your bag on the uh, you know um, in the uh, uh, on the plane. They will not take it from you. So so okay, perfect. I know that you know uh, and and like things like that. Uh, so um, and really, the app ran an app as I told you. This is very well done app right now. Um, it used to log me out a few times out of my account for some reason. But apart from that, I don't think it happens right now on on the, on the newest version. Uh, but apart from that, really, it's very useful. Uh, like for example, they've optimized finally all these things like um, document entry. I, I, mm-hmm. I just have on my account the, the document, you know, numbers of all of people in my family. So I just mark, okay, this person, this person, this person, this person, these documents, these documents, these, these documents, check in. Thank you. Done. So it's really, really very well optimized right now. So as you said, optimized, optimized, optimized. And that's why maybe they are on time so much. So yeah. Yeah. So obviously I also use wallets a lot when I can, but... What annoys me about wallet is that oftentimes um, it's hard to get to your wallet pass. 
like even uh, when using runner if you're you know getting a flight through the app on the iPhone then it's going to be easy but um, when like if I um, uh, if I order on my Mac through through web browser every time is just complicated for some reason right or or even like I don't remember which one exactly, maybe booking, maybe Airbnb, but it always takes me some time to find it. Like when you order something online and not through the app, which oftentimes is not always, but oftentimes is just more Mm -hmm. convenient to me, then they don't show you the option in the browser. They don't give you the option in the, in the email, in the confirmation email, you always have to find it. It's really annoying. And I, I wish, like, for example, um, Polish Railways get, got their act together. Like, it would be very easy to add, um, you know, wallet pass support. Like, they generate PDFs. They they can, like, like every, like, these days, almost nobody uh, on the, the trains I get, uh, you know, uh, shows a, a paper, paper ticket to the conductor, everybody ju- just shows their phones. So like, it would be very easy to, for them to do it, but they don't. Um, that's a, a bit annoying. But uh, one, one pro tip, um, I would say, um, also related to just minimalism and packing, is um, I really dig my uh, Mujo uh, wallet case for my iPhone. And at the back, back of the case, there's like a slot for two or three you know, standard plastic cards. And for me, that's, uh, that's the, the debit card and my, uh, my ID. And that's mm-hmm. everything I need. I, I don't need an additional wallet. And that's super useful d- during travel. But also what you mentioned about, about wallet, like if you're at the airport and you have to, um, you know, oftentimes you're at the gate, you have to show your boarding pass and your, your ID. Well, if you're traveling inside Europe, you don't need passport, just your ID. Uh, and so I don't have to get to my backpack for anything. I have to, you know, get some paper and then put it back away. I just literally slide off the back of the phone with my finger, the ID, show uh, show or, or scan the, uh, the boarding pass, show the ID, slide it back in and put it in my pocket. Yeah, it's very cool. And it, it, it just makes it a, a bit easier to get through airports. Yeah, I mean, especially in Europe, uh, the, 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 I mean, the cool thing about, you know, Schengen and about Europe is the fact that we don't need to use our passports. We can just travel with our uh, local country ID, ID cards. And the cool thing uh, in Poland is the fact that you can even uh, submit your application for your new ID card over the Internet. Uh, yeah. which is uh, freaking amazing because I did it uh, recently because my my ID card just expired. And um, a all you need is a trusted profile, which you get through, through your bank. So it's really easy. Oh, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, from, and then from there, you just uh, ask, you know, you just send, send a picture and you just uh, confirm your details and you just tell them where where you want to pick it up. And that's it. So it's it was uh, very convenient for me to get uh, the ID cards, not only for me, but also for my um, kids and for my wife. So uh, very cool. Yeah. So for for not pause listening, the 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 point is that you you can get uh, just you know essentially a web account that gives you access to a lot of government stuff, and it's it's just you know login and password and two factor authentication, uh, but you can sign up online, but you have to confirm it, and and it existed for many years, and you you'd have to go to 
you know, in, in almost any city, you'd have at least a few sort of government offices where you'd just show up and give your sort of uh, login ID, and they would confirm that you are who you say you are, and that's it. And then you could use it to uh, just to file lots of um, sort of official stuff and and do all, all sorts of stuff for which in the past you'd have to be in a, a physical place. But a really cool thing uh, that they did, I think, last year is that uh, if you have an account in many of the, the popular Polish banks, you can use the fact that the bank already had to verify your identity so that you can have a bank account to verify this, this um, verified sort of government account. And so... Uh, as long as you have an internet um, bank account, which everybody already does, like you don't have to move out of your house to to do it. And it's super useful. It was very cool. I mean, really, I, I, I was afraid that I would have to do some, you know, Kung Fu, really go somewhere, like do something really like, you know. No, it was so simple. I just asked for this profile in my bank online and with a click, it just was there. And I was like, whoa, already, okay. Wait, you, you didn't have it in the past? No. I didn't use it in the past. Hmm. I, I, I guess uh, your accountant dad uh, t- took care of all of the stuff to which you'd find it useful in the past. Exactly, yeah. I, uh, I'm the, <laughs> I have the, my, my, my dad as accountant, so he would do most of the things for me. But this, this I did uh, personally, <laughs> so it was good. I did it in the bank, and then just I would just log in basically to the government website through the bank, you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it works. Uh, very cool. All right, uh, so I have some more recommendations as for um, apps for traveling with others. And uh, the first one, obviously, is Nosby. So for Yay. any any non-trivial trip, there is a lot you have to take care of. You have to find a place to stay. You have to find the transportations, the planes, the trains, the buses, the whatevers. You have to research what you want to do in that city or... You know, there's usually a lot. And if you're traveling with somebody, it's best to split up the work, right? Uh, But because it's usually non-trivial and it's going to be spread across some time, putting it in in a system, super useful. You you make a project, you make tasks for for all of the stuff you have to take care of, you delegate it, you you split up the work when you... You know, one of the the people can um, can research, for example, uh, best Airbnbs or hotels, and paste the links. And others can, uh, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down it. And then, like, it's just it's it's much easier than than using a um, a I don't know, like a Facebook Messenger or a WhatsApp group to to organize it because it's there's probably going to be a lot if it's if it's not a simple trip if it's like big trip long trip international trip more than two people trip it's going to be non-trivial uh putting it in a project and not in one big feed in a messenger app much better yeah exactly to create a shared project invite people in and you know and then they can have free nosby account like they really don't need a Premium Nosby account for that to, to accept a shared project invitation and they can be there and they can get the, the Nosby app and they can just use it. Uh, like, for example, with my wife, whenever we travel somewhere, like, it's the first thing we do. We create a shared project for this. And then, then because even with, like, uh, really, even with a shorter trip, there are things to do. Like, there are things to, you know, to research. I mean, especially if, if you have, like, yeah. a, 
but but what what, what I'm what I'm saying is that um, if if it's a, if it's a short simple trip and it's it's not your wife but it's someone who doesn't have an OSB account it might be difficult to to, to uh, get to set them, them to up use it. and everything yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and if it's longer than they're okay fine I'll do it and then they're happy exactly exactly because I mean they're like. Like usually when you travel, you want to see many things. You want to do many things, you know. Yeah. So And so these are many tasks, actually. Um, yeah, so completely. And, and especially in Nosby, because you can add comments to each task and, and you know, and papers, research papers, links, whatever. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's very, very useful. It's a great repository that syncs again, and it's always offline if you, like, you want to get to it. So it's really, really useful. All right. Uh, another app um, that I... Um, well... One app I use for for just trips that I, I do myself um, is is Apple Notes, where as I mentioned last week, I keep um, all of the documents I, I, I need. Um, like um, you know, if if it's if it's not in, in in wallet, but for example, I get a PDF with like my train ticket, like I put all of that into one note in Notes, and 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 the point of that is that once you put it there, it's going to be saved online. And it's going to be synced with all devices because the the worst thing that that can happen is you're on a long trip, you're uh, abroad, you don't have LTE in your phone, and you realize you don't have the stuff you need. Exactly. Um, and and this way you you have confidence it's there. You have multiple copies; they're offline. You don't need to print it; it's there. It's safe, right? Mm. Um, but for uh, for like. A few more serious uh, trips with others, like especially the the Panama uh, trip last year. Uh, me and my friend we we shared all of the stuff in 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 Dropbox, um, and it, it's sort of less con- convenient, but it's easier to to sync to make sure that we both have all of the copies. So mm-hmm. even in like an emergency where like one of our phones dies or something like that, or we just split off for uh, for a few hours for whatever reason, like each of us has all of the copies of all of the PDFs, all of the confirmations, all of the tickets, everything, right? Mm-hmm. And in, in Dropbox, it's again, obviously super easy to make a shared folder and just mark the whole folder in the iOS app at least as downloaded. It's not as as seamless as Nightcloud Drive because you have to go to the app and make sure after each new thing that it will download. You have to ensure that it downloads the newest stuff. But once it's there, it won't delete it. So you'll have a, a safe copy. The only annoying thing which we also discussed last week is that adding PDFs uh, through share extension sort of sucks on iOS. Um, so... Yeah, uh, that's a downside. But um, if you can manage most of it like beforehand, or maybe even like if it's mostly just just you doing a lot of um, adding a lot of stuff, I guess I could put it all to iCloud Drive, which would be like super easy to just batch, you know, save as PDF to iCloud Drive and then copy and uh, you know drag and drop all of it to to Dropbox sort of in one batch. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dropbox. Yeah, the good thing about Dropbox, for example, I mean, and a few of these, the good thing about Dropbox, about Nosby, and about a few of these apps is the fact that they are working both on iOS and Android. So sometimes when you travel with people who don't share your love for Apple devices, you still can work with them. Mm-hmm. And then this is this is really important. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That was also the point because my friend has an Android device. Another we, another thing we, we did during that trip uh, to Panama is we... Um, 
we used a uh, a shared calendar to yeah. to mm-hmm. put all like plan out all of the the events. And actually, th- this is a a non travel related pro tip, uh, which is to create like uh, you know I don't know um, perhaps not as everybody, but I I I add a lot of stuff to calendar. Like I plan out my work, all of the events, all of the travels. I I put it in a calendar, but. Uh, what I learned to do is instead of just having one calendar, I have my my basic calendar, my private calendar, and um, I have a calendar which where I put uh, the big things, the, the 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 travels and like when I'm away, when I'm in different cities, and I share that with with the most important people in my life, right? With the closest friends, with family, etc. And and this is great because I know that. All of them uh, know uh, where I'll be <laughs> at a, a certain point, and especially like with closest friends, with whom we often sort of try to arrange a time to meet, organize some events or whatnot. Like they don't have to ask me, "Hey, which time is going to fit you?" And they also have to, you know, check it against which dates fit them. They just turn on in their calendar, my calendar, and they see when I'm away and when I'm not, and it just it was. It, it proved to be useful so many times and it's super easy to do. If, if you have Google Calendar, you can add a new calendar and just invite people to to share it. So I would recommend doing that. Yeah, I remember like uh, <clears throat> early when we were starting uh, recording this episode, these episodes, the, this podcast, uh, you would ask me, oh, Michael, maybe we can reschedule this for that day. And then I would tell you, okay, Radek, please check our company calendar and ask me again. Yeah. And then now you've learned the hard way. Now you know that you have to first share the calendar and then you can ask me this because it's so obvious. And and again, you're totally right. Not only in the work environment, also at home. You know, we have a calendar that we share with our nanny. We have a calendar that we share, you know, with my family, of course. We have a calendar we share with my parents. When we are, especially when we are in Poland, we share this calendar together. So my parents know you know when we have guests on what 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 we are planning and whatever so like we it's it saves people time and it's it and it helps everyone get organized so uh, like a shared calendars as you said as you mentioned several calendars is not a big deal to have many of them like you know uh it's, it's really cool yeah yeah uh, especially like i don't know at least in, in the apple uh calendar app on uh, on the mac and on ios it's very easy to have multiple calendars and just hide and show the ones you don't care about so i have multiple shared calendars of other people i have the shared nosby calendar which is also your calendar i guess Uh, (laughs) and i I have calendars which are similar to my shared calendar from a few of the you know closest friends and i have them all sort of hidden but uh, anytime i want to I want to schedule something or or whatever or, or just check. I can turn it turn it on and verify, and it's 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 much easier than going back and forth and waiting for replies. Exactly, yeah, the, 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 and and on, also it works on iOS, so you can have both Google calendars and you know native uh, Apple calendars in the same in the same view. So oh yeah, yeah, it it, it works seamlessly. Like it works very well. Uh, Apple calendar on iPad is so bad, but that's not one of the reasons. No, no, no. All right. Uh, the last thing I would mention. This is something I've tried once during the the trip to Panama. Um, not uh, other times, but um, we like our problem on that trip was that we didn't have that much time. We had ten days, sort of, but in the end, really like six full days that were not like 
just an evening or just a morning or traveling through the country, right? And it's Panama is not a big country, but we're in like three completely different places. So we we had to figure out where to go and what to see. And it was useful to do it visually, to do it on a map, to put the, the points of the places we want to see, like both like big places, like on the map of the country and also different places in the city. And so what you can do is you can create a Google custom map. Ah. And you can put points there and then you can share it. Now, unfortunately, it's sort of crappy. Like uh, <laughs> Google Maps is great. And, oh, and I would forget to mention an obvious thing. If you're traveling someplace, go to Google Maps, go to offline maps and save offline the map of the city or whatever place you're going. It the, the maps are usually like 100 or 200 megabytes uh, per city and it's super easy to just download a copy. So you know that even if you can't find internet, wherever you are, you have it, right? But, but as for sharing... Um, Google has two custom sharing systems. There's the Google Custom Map, I think it's called, I'm not sure, uh, which has this really old, kind of awful desktop UI, but it's super powerful. You can put all sorts of stuff there, points, lines, paths, uh, colors, whatever, and it works. The problem is that you can put it into a, at least on iOS, you can import it into the app but you can't save it offline, which is terrible. Okay. And there's a, there's a separate system completely unrelated, which is called, I think, shared lists. So in the mobile app, you have your lists with like your favorites and you can create a new list, which you can share, but it doesn't have half the features. Um, some of them are not, you know, all that important, but doesn't have half the features. And... I, I don't remember exactly what was the problem, but I think the problem was that you can share it with someone else, but that other person can't edit it. So it's not really shared. It's like one way only. Uh, the solution we found is, uh, so we made this uh, Google custom map, which is more powerful, but that you can save it offline and you can export it um, to this weird file uh, some sort of mapping standard. And uh, we use an app called maps.me, which is also both on iOS and Android, where you can import um, import that file. And so maps.me, it doesn't have as good of a map uh, in, in each city as, as Google Maps, but it has really good maps anyway. It, it uses, I think, OpenStreetMaps, which in, in some cities is much more precise than Google Maps even. And on top of that, it will just import and save offline and oh the the map of the whole um world if you want like you you can also save whatever chunk you want offline and then the points you added from that imported file will also be added offline so i you know um i I wouldn't do it for for most trips but for that trip it was useful so uh, google custom maps and then maps.me to store it offline on on smartphones okay that's uh, that's useful yeah, I, I, you know, in in my, in my case, because we, you know, in, in my family we use iOS, so I would just, you know, uh, add it to favorites and then share it uh, right there. But but you're right. Um, so one thing I would mention also is that still people are not using 
all these apps to 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 check the flights so like flight radar or things like that and mm. these apps are very cool because um uh, you can really see if your plane is on time or if it's getting late or if the person who's coming and you're coming to pick them up is coming on time and uh, it's very useful i mean th- this is like th- this information right now is practically public, do- public domain so you can really see like where the flights are and yeah. if you open these apps you're, you're you're gonna see like so much iron on top of you <laughs> like you don't know that how many you know planes are all over the place it's aluminium uh, man well, aluminium whatever so um so the cool thing the cool thing is that you can really track the flights uh, very easily so um you don't have to trust uh, uh, what 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 people are saying. You know, it will be on time or will not be on time. You can see in real time where the where the where the plane is and when it's going to land. So um, I, I found it very useful, especially you know on on the receiving end when I have to you know pick up mm. guests from the airport. But also uh, when I'm when I have my layover or, or you know I'm, I'm waiting for the next flight, I can see if 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 it's going to be late or not because very often the announcement that the flight is delayed is much delayed, um, <laughs> so you know it from the app uh, much sooner. Yeah, th- that's a good tip. Um, do you do you, like what's your system for finding flights? Like I, I know that you travel a few routes very often, but but you're going. You know, someplace far away you've you've never gone to, and you're trying to find the best, the cheapest, the whatever um, flight. How do you go about that? I have two apps that I use uh, very often. Um, uh, well, apps. I have. I don't have the app of Skyscanner. I just use the website. Mm-hmm. But I have the other app. It's called Hipmunk. Um, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it has a very nice uh, way of, of, of showing the flights. And usually I would use the Hipmunk to find the flight. Um, it, it shows you the, the layovers. It was very prominent because it had this new way of showing the, uh, the flights, not only by cost, but also by agony. So, so, <laughs> so, so for example, if you had a long layover, then it would just, you know, bump it down because it had you know big agony in the flight right so um so for example a more a little bit more expensive flight would be up because it had like a shorter layover so i use hipmunk and skyscanner Mm. and usually there with these two i i I normally found always something that was was pretty useful well i never heard of hipmunk and that's why i was asking because i don't i didn't i never had any ios solution to that i would always search it um, on my Mac, which is probably like in, in most circumstances, it would be easiest anyway, because it's something you plan in well in advance, like big trips to, for which you, you do that, at least I would. Um, I generally use Google flights. Mm-hmm. Um, I find, so Skyscanner web app at least is horrible. Yes. Uh, it has a bit more data than Google flights. Like it, it just, um, it knows about a few more um, airlines at least it used to be true at, at, at some point, uh, but it's super slow and, and just really annoying to use. And Google Flights I really like uh, because it's very easy to search um, multiple date ranges. Um, it, it's much, it's super fast. It, it, it caches all of the data, so it's just there. Uh, it's it's very easy to, to find stuff again by... Um, by price per- primarily, but it will also sort of surface um, the, the best flights that are like close to cheapest, but without uh, long layovers. Uh, I also used it for like multi, multi-legged multi flights. Um, Google Flights is 
uh, much better um, than Skyscanner. But the, the thing that impressed me the most about Google Flights, which is like such a Google thing to do, would be messages such as, um, oh, uh, this flight is often delayed by more than 30 minutes, which is okay. And, or like even more impressive is um, based on statistical data, um, like we think there's 90% um, probability that within 24 hours, this flight will be more expensive by $50. Okay, wow. And we're like, whoa, <laughs> like really? <laughs> like they, they, they really track and analyze that stuff. So I, I've seen that a couple of times that the, like at, at some routes, they, they had like enough historical data to say that, you know, this many days before the trip, it's likely to rise by a lot. And so, you know, buy now if you if you want to take advantage of it. Okay, yeah, this is interesting. Like it used, it, recently, I used Skyscanner. I, I haven't used it much, but recently I used Skyscanner because I had to fly uh, find a flight with um, uh, with a traditional airline, so not Ryanair. Um, and I found, for example, a, a, a ticket for a lot airline, and it was much cheaper through Skyscanner than through the official. You know, website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that often happens. Uh, I guess it's also market segmentation, right? Yes, that of course. If you know of tools like that, it's because you you're price sensitive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and as for the the this plane is often late thing, um, it's very it's very useful information in the context of flights where you need to have a layover. Oh, so, yes. for example, if you try to go from Poland to to San Francisco, like you'll always have a layover. There's yes, no other way. But you can have a layover in different cities at different times and with different uh, duration of the layover. And so, for example, um, one of the routes is from Warsaw to London Heathrow uh, through a lot flight. And this flight is delayed every single time. <laughs> I And I ignored the warning and... I regretted it because I had a 60-minute layover on Heathrow, which would be perfect in the sense that there would be like zero margin, but I wouldn't have to wait. Not on Heathrow. But (laughs) I guess that wasn't a good idea, especially not on this flight, because it was delayed half an hour and uh, all of my running training was not enough for them to let me on, on the flight. Didn't leave, but they're like, sorry, man. And I had to wait a couple of hours. It wasn't a big deal because it's Heathrow. Um, and I even got, uh, you know, thanks to uh, the amazing um, bureaucracy of uh, the European Union, I even got reimbursed 300 euros for all this ordeal, which didn't change my trip at all. Really, it just added like a couple of hours of watching Netflix on my iPad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah, uh, it's, it, it's sort of like w- when you have no choice but to have a, a layover and it's not super long, this was I should have known better, but oftentimes, like on smaller airports, you see like one and a half hours. And when you see this plane is often delayed 30 minutes or more, then you know it's not safe. And if you don't see that, then you know that the risk is much smaller. Yeah. And um, especially if you're flying with Iberia, uh, the Spanish airline, you know that most of the players are, are delayed. So, no, there's no really no surprise there. Um, and with that, uh, and on the bombshell, let's end this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>